Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, here we go. I mean, we, you know, it's a, it's a podcast that we do. And when I say we, um, someone in the, in the questions asked, where's Erica been? Yes, so where's she, the boss? She is a part of the we. Yes. She's just not on here on WeWork or WeSpace. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Leadership Lean In, the podcast. We're leaning into the subject of leadership just to get... I feel like it's been a while since I said that. Just to get a little bit better, thank you for tuning in. Today we have a special yes. podcast. By the way, looking special, aka Spiffy. Wow. Is <laughs> the Wanster who looks wantastic today. So yes. it's a special leadership lean in. We are leaning in today. We have asked the people, give us, give the people what they want. We've asked people to send in questions about leadership. By the way, yes. very excited. Just I'll just spill the beans here. Just a spoiler alert. Just got invited to be a, a, on a great leadership podcast. Uh, Carrie Newhoff. Wow. Who I love. Yes. And I quote often and send articles. I'm going to do Carrie Newhoff's uh, leadership podcast. So uh, signs that leadership lean in has made it. That is, that's a big deal. I think it's a big deal. He's, a, he's, he's like a, he's. In our space, that's a... That, you I've been know, listening for so long. He's such a great thinker and writer. And so I'm very excited. So give the people what they want. They want more carry. And we've got questions. <laughs> yes. And we're going to... We've got... You know how people say, we don't have answers. We have responses. So maybe it's Q&R. Questions yes. and response. Yes. That I, is the new, okay. it is the new thing. Q&R. Okay, let's just thing. call it. You're giving an answer. Come on, you, you buckaroo. Let's just... Let's answer the question here, pal. Yes. Okay. Okay, question number Let's one. Jump in. Question number one. It's yes. not on here, but since our last leadership lean in, you ran a marathon. The, Can you the, give yes. us just like a really quick how do how'd you feel? How'd you do? Okay. I felt good. I gotta be honest, the first eighteen miles I felt pretty good. Um, you know, you pull up to Dodger Stadium, it's six in the morning. There's tons of people there. I was Wanster was there. I was I was hyped up. I've was, never seen you. I was level 10. I ever. was, I was, you know, I woke up like at four 30 in the morning. I drank my coffee cause I wanted to go to the bathroom in my, <laughs> in my own home, not in the porta potties. I drank my coffee. I had my banana with peanut butter. I listened to worship music, me and Theo and the Wanster and Robster. We were praising God on the one ten freeway <laughs> at six in the morning. And I never, ever run to worship ever. Wow. I just can't do it. But that morning, it's like it's Sunday. The yeah. sun is coming up. I'm like, I got to keep this worship flow. I listened to worship music for three hours. Uh, the first 18 miles, I think I was at like a 754, 755 average pace. Jeez. First 18 miles. Mile 20, we really started to slow down. <laughs> because mile 20, my body was like, hey, we didn't train this far. No, and never. You, You've never ran that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. This is we. So we don't know what to do right now, buddy. We let's stop. So the last six miles were kind of hard. Thank God, my family showed up mile twenty-five, 
I knew I was running really slow because Maverick, who is the definition of slow, <laughs> was he looked like lightning in a bottle. So we finish mile 26. Mile 26, I changed my playlist to some random marathon playlist I found the night before. <laughs> and so it was like Elton John. Like Final Countdown Elton or Elton like John that, or... or Taylor Swift or just, oh I just don't need, right now, yeah. that could be Testo, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm running. Right when I crossed 26 miles, we got .2 left, Eminem Lose Yourself comes on. Dun, 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 dun. And I was like, something came over me. Yes. I just like, Phew! everything I had left in me. <laughs> Finished the marathon on the Avenue of the Stars in Century City, California. Right when I finish it, who do I see? The great Houston, Houston. Bradley with Mary Ralph and, oh. and, and Leah Mel. And, and, we, and, and Houston, shout out to Houston. He helped me set up. He works at UTA. He helped me set up you know, the Special Olympics yes. uh, fundraiser and worked with the Special Olympics people who were so over the top amazing for us. And we were able to hit our mark of over 10,000. But Houston set that whole thing up. So for me to finish, who I hadn't seen Houston all day. Yeah. And I finished, and he's right there. It was just an unbelievable moment. Serendipity. Yeah, serendipity. My family was there. Uh, Moana was there. Eventually, Juan <laughs> and Theo, about an hour later, showed up. You know, they don't really know L.A. that well. So no. to navigate through our city is difficult for people from Texas and, and, and Baltimore. And so, um, yeah, it was a great experience overall. Would you do it again? Never will I do it again. <laughs> never, never have I ever. No, I don't think I'll ever run another marathon. That was, uh, and I was running with the, the thought in mind: this is the only one you're going to do. Let's do it. Because well. I always thought I got to run one marathon. Yeah, yeah. And I was only getting older. I'm 42 years old, and so I finished in three hours and 43 minutes for an average pace of eight minute and 30 second miles per mile. So I was fine with that. Juan, I asked Juan, hey, Juan, when do you think he's going to finish? He said, you know, he's probably going to run 10-minute miles. 10 minutes? I, I, I said, thought Juan, you were going to finish around noon, yeah. He's not going to run a 10-minute mile. I said 8-minute miles. So I, I, You were yes. at 8? Wow. Uh, no, I, 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 I said that about you, yeah. That I'd be in the 8s in general, yes. you're saying? Yes, yes, Okay, I'll yes. take it. So yep. right there, 8.30. Boom. I For the first 18 miles, I was like, I'm going to get in the sevens i was kind of thinking that like oh and that was kind of motivating me lose yourself comes on you're like I, I think every I every, every time the lady goes mile seven average pace 754 mile eight average pace seven wait how do you hear that because on the nike app uh, you know when you're yep, running yep, yep. she tells you every time you run a mile and what's your average pace so every time think about this for the first 18 miles she's saying i'm in the sevens seven 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 Jeez. seven so i'm like i'm gonna be in the sevens and then my <laughs> body at mile 20 was like jokes on you pal by the way shout out to the great justin critchell in our church who ran it and finished 30th overall his first marathon 30th overall so Jeez. that that's two hours and 52 minutes ladies and gentlemen Eleven thousand runners crazy okay you can check out this segue uh life is a marathon oh gosh <laughs> okay i apologize i feel gross i apologize i, I apologize i feel gross I, I but you do you say this all the time and we have probably four or five questions like this yeah but what is the obviously there's not a key or a thing right but how do we live with longevity in mind? Or how do you live with longevity in mind and keeping that? You know, we want to live so day to yeah. day. But how do you keep yeah. five years, 10 years you right. know, in, in front of you? Well, I, you know, I think it's an old saying, right? Start with the end in mind. 
or or in golf they say play the hole back you know so if i want to mm. put the, this little white ball in a in in that in that that hole how, what shots do i need to hit and start you know backwards i i think you know life is really long we talked about this a few podcasts ago life is long but it's short it's short but it's long and i think that you have to create a lifestyle of health for longevity mm. so i'm not thinking about you know, uh, just, I'm not always thinking about marathon. You know, I want to be around 40, 40 years or what I was thinking about health. Yeah. Like I, you know, last night we were supposed to go to dinner and celebrate the marathon with the Robster and some other uh, friends. And, and I'm just not in a good place to go out and do that. (laughs) I, I, you know, celebrated Sunday night and we had a great, you know, dinner and, and then you know what my kids really need me i gotta get my house back in order i gotta get my body back in order i got a lot of things to do today yeah so i think it's just about making really great decisions for your health and your 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 mental health your soul your spirit and i think that allows you to be around things for a long time yeah i think the other thing about you know the marathon of life is just the emotional eq it requires so there's a physical demand on your life, of course. Sleep, yes. water, gosh, we, this, how far will that take you? Right. And staying away from stuff that's really going to hurt you. But then I think the emotional toll, the relational collateral that can come with right. leading any organization, any business. Just anything, relationships in general. Just relationships in general. Yeah. So I think, you know... Um, you should always be kind of aware, I think, of the buckets of your life. What are they? They're physical. They are financial, you know, just your financial yep. um, wherewithal and ability to lean into your own budget and live underneath your means. Right. So there's a financial health and financial strength. I think there's a spirituality, of course. We know that body, soul, spirit. So you're, there's the spirit part of me. And for us, we live a, a spiritual life. We love that. And then there's the relational part and that emotional health. And so a lot of times uh, people disqualify themselves because they're just emotionally depleted. They're emotionally drained. They don't have the virtue right. to get back up and go. So I think I'm just trying to always be aware of my current condition, which is not That's always good. great. Yeah. Like the other day, right. you know, I was, I was about to step into this new endeavor and one of my friends is the owner of this company and I had agreed to it and I was excited about it and I thought this could be a real good fit and a guy flew down to come meet with us and I looked at him in the eyes and I was like, bro, I'm so sorry that you flew down here. I'm not well. I'm, I don't, I, yeah. I have no yeah. bandwidth for this. Yeah. My plate is so full. I can't even think about giving any energy wow. outside of what I currently have to this other thing. And I'm sorry I didn't have the ability to make that judgment call before you got on a plane. <laughs> but now that I'm sitting with you, yeah. I'm, I'm realizing I am taxed. And so when I talked to this other person saying, Hey, I'm so sorry that that happened. He's like, Oh man, thank you that you can say no. Yeah. Thank you that you're saying no before some, some dumb decision or before some, some new vice or something that can really mess up your life. And so I think it's about, you know, none of us are living perpetually healthy. Right. And so you got to know when you're not that good and be able to process that unhealth with the right people. Yeah. The right people. That's so key. I love these four buckets and you know, I feel like at least for me, I'm never, they're never all full at the same time. No. And so like when one goes down, I kind of, this one's good. So I'm going to go fix that. And then, oh, I got to go back and fix this one. That's right. And it's just always yeah. auditing your life. 
auditing yourself, kind of Constant. seeing that. Okay, here's another. I, I, I like this question. What is something you do now that you wish you would have done early on that would have paid dividends? Robin Hood. <laughs> well, Dogecoin. <laughs> okay. Hey, Shiba, we are not. Shiba. We are not financial advisors. <laughs> yeah, Ethereum, Bitcoin, NFTs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hey, we got some exciting things coming up. Yeah. So, you know, I, the stuff I would have, I really wish I would have found business mentors and financial advisors at a younger age. I wish I would lean into my father, who's very good with his money. Yes. Incredibly. My dad, but, but I was always a little put off by my dad's, um, uh, um, philosophy because he's such a Dave Ramsey guy. Right. And I have always been like Dave Ramsey and I just don't mix. That's oil and water. Cause I, I, I like to be generous and I, and sure. I look at that lifestyle of being stingy, which yeah. is not a fair connotation. Right. Right. I have all the respect in the world now as an older person yeah. that has to look over a lot of money. I have a lot of respect for Dave yes. Ramsey. Yes. And of yes. course now my father, but when I was younger, I kind of looked at like, I, I don't really understand that. I wish I would have read more books and lean into the subject of, of finance because I didn't realize what a massive part of life it, it, it really is for all of us. Right. And if you get money and understand how it works and you understand investments and you understand, you know, how to be frugal in the right areas so you can be generous in the right areas mm. and, and, and live, I already said, live well beneath your means and have a great savings and have great investments. I wish I would have understood how to take care of money. I've always been yes. a tither. Yes. Never skimped on tithing. So that just, I think the great thing about being a tither, in my opinion, is right away, I'm down to 90%. So I'm going to watch it. Right. You're, you're already living with intentionality because you tithe. Uh, because I tithe. I'm already going, 10's gone. Yep. So what am I doing with 90? So it's not like I've been careless at all. But I think I could have, you know, taken another 20, 30 and put it over there and lived even off 60, 70. Right. right. Yeah. I, I think, you know, if, it would be the same for me. Yeah. No one, you know, I didn't grow up. I was focusing on leadership. Yeah. I was, you know, spirituality. Maxwell, yeah, my spirituality growing in that. And then all of a sudden I have a family. Yep. I live in Los Angeles. Yeah. You got inflation is going crazy. Gas yeah. is $8. Yep. You know, I just bought a bike. Yeah. Because I'm like, I wish I would have yeah. learned early on. Yeah. It's like um, at the end of the day, you know, cash is king. And you want to have a little bit more wiggle room just for a rainy day. And, you know, it's like, I love that new app that goes through all your subscriptions and helps you cancel yes. them. Oh my god! It's like, it's like, you know, what's 30, 40 more dollars a month. That's huge. Yep. It's like every day. Do I want to go get a blue bottle? I've already had a great coffee at my own home. Yes. Do I need to go spend $4 and 50 cents to get another one right. that adds up over 30 days? So my point of what I'm saying is to answer the question, I wish I would have applied more financial principles Yes. To my life yes. at a younger age. 100%. Okay, I, like, I, lo- I love this next question. Would you rather have a sleepy leader that you have to wake up or an over-energetic leader? I'd rather have over-energetic all day. I just was thinking that this morning. I was thinking I'd rather have somebody I got to um, tame and pull back and harness. And, you know, you have the wrong leader if you are constantly have to spur them to motivation, vision, excitement, yeah. passion. To me, leadership is all about being a self-starter mm. and a self-feeder. Yes. So if you're a self-starter, I can work with you. And if you're a self-feeder, which means you just, you know how to feed yourself and lead yourself. Right. 
So I don't got to give you the pep talks. You're finding your own podcast, your own quotes, your own books, your own material. You got your own wells you're drawing from. That's a great leader. Because to me, a bad leader is just someone that agrees with everything I say Mm. and regurgitates my content. Yeah, that's good. That's not, yeah, that's exactly, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It took me, a, yeah, yeah. It took me actually, a second to be like, why did he say it that way? This guy. Oh, I get it. So to me, a bad leader is just, um, there's no idea in the room. Yeah. Because I think great leadership is, like, I really enjoy these guys. I forget the name of their podcasts. Um, they sit around. One of them's, um, you know, like a white guy that looks like, what was that guy's name that worked with coffee? In the, when we first started the church, he worked with glasses as well. Jason Betts. Jason, one of them looks like Jason Betts. <laughs> And another one looks like um, he's like maybe Hispanic or something. And they talk about like the stock market a lot. Yeah. Do you know these guys? Yeah. They sound like couches. I think you're talking about drama. Is that what it's called? Well, that, that's his name. Rob, oh, his, Rob Deerdeck's cousin. Is that really Rob Deerdeck's cousin? Yeah. So anyways, these guys are, are fast. But what I love is that they always have their phones out. Yep. And they're going to say, did you see what Disney did? Yes. Hey, what about Netflix? Hey, and these guys are obviously clearly reading their own stuff and bringing to the table something fresh something fresh and i think to me i'd rather have somebody that's they they're they're driven to read and write and learn and get on a plane to go find something out rather than somebody i gotta i gotta motivate you right that means i'm i'm kind of the source yep that's scary and that's a scary place so the thing about why a lot of leaders don't want to deal with the guy that is you know ambition could be a word we use here or driven it, because a lot of times that person is very loud on social media, very loud in the room, and makes a lot of bigger mistakes. Yeah, I'd rather clean up that mess than the mess that's made with someone that's not motivated. Is there a line for you or that you've seen that's been like, hey, you can be over energetic in these areas, but this is a place where you gotta, you can't cross these lines? Or Well, I think you can't cross the, the line of any principle. For us, it's biblical principles, right? So I think anything that violates a biblical principle, then we have to address that. But I think, you know, ambition or drive, vision, motive is all a great thing. You know, like think think about what the Bible says. The Bible says, he who desires the position of an overseer desires a good thing. So desire realized. Yeah. Motivation. Mm. You know, ambition. I want to be a leader. I want to be a preacher. I want to be a uh, entrepreneur. I want to be a CEO. I want to be. That's great. And the drive to go. You know, the process to get there. I think we just have to give people room to grow. Yeah. And the margin to make mistake. But I'd much rather deal with that guy. Even let's say he crossed the line where he's disrespectful, or crossed the line where um, they're they're leveraging, right, their relationships. Right. Or monetizing things, I think all of that you can you can still harness. We can and have be conversations. Like, yeah, and you can have conversations and and not you know just people are bad and throw them out the window. I don't think that's good. It probably says a lot about the leader of those people. You know, you want people so driven, ambitious, but a good leader says that's threatening, that's scary. A great leader goes, "Ooh, let's just give that direction." That's it. Direction, harness that. Um, and yet I think also recognizing that a driven, ambitious leader will not be in your ego forever because clearly, yes. clearly there's going to be something that they want to go do that's in their own heart. And if that's the case, that's not the case for everybody, but if that's the case, then I gotta, 
I got to see. It's like a parent, right? What, what does the Bible say? They, these are just arrows. And yep. what are we going to do? We're going to shoot them. So some leaders, I think wow. you got to look at and go, I got to raise this up because I'm going to shoot this leader out into the earth. And that to me is a great thing. Um, my father-in-law, he, he was telling me about the arrows. He said, before you get shot out, it's going to feel like you're getting pulled back. That's right. That's exactly, that's very good. That's the imagery like, that you, that you, that you often have to even apply as the leader to pull back a little bit. Yeah. Harness. Yep. And give it direction. I love that. Okay. There's a few, <laughs> there's a lot of really <laughs> broad questions. What makes a great leader? What is the key to a healthy marriage? Um, we're, we're going to stay away from some of those ones. Someone said this, they said, well, what's five things that you've learned in five, in your last five years of ministry? We won't go that broad, but is there something in these last six years of doing Zoe yeah. that maybe you've taken away that's been like, I wish I would have known this in the beginning, hmm. looking back, or this is the number one piece of advice I'm going to give to a church builder. So building an organization starting from the, you know, uh, what's it called? Bootstraps. Yeah. For, or for, in our case, the club. Well, yeah, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think, you know, gosh, how do you, how do you boil down what you learned in five years? I mean, geez, yeah. you know, you just learn so much and you're constantly learning. We're all learning. We're all students. That's what this podcast is about is just talking about a subject that we're all learning about, which is how to lead just a little bit better. But I think, you know, some things that stand out is I've, I've learned, um, the, the power of forgiveness. I think, you know, that the more people you work with and the more people that come and go from your life, LA is a very transient city and there's a lot of expectations here. And so, um, I think I've learned how to forgive a little bit better and that you only learn that through failure. You only learn mm. that through fallout. Yeah. You only learn that from through transition. And so hopefully I've, we've learned how to, you know, w walk in that, that, uh, uh, that spirit and that ability and that, constant commitment you know uh maybe when i was younger mm. it would have been um more i would have been probably a little bit more cutthroat a little bit more like you know like in or out kind yeah. of vibe yeah i've learned to be uh, uh just kind of hold everything like this yeah nothing's nothing's mine and no one's mine mm. the thing i learned in the last five years i've learned the importance wow. of real estate to be an owner a lot of what we've experienced from an organizational standpoint and what what has really hurt us is not owning property. Yeah. And something that's really big on my radar, something that we're working constantly at and looking at properties all the time is you got to own land, yep. which is, you know, for yep. us, again, from our context of, of from a biblical principle, just a big deal to God. Yeah. Well, the first thing he says, is you, you, you go on that. Yeah. Wherever you take your foot that you own that land. And, um, you know, we read together as a staff this morning and he's talking about land, talking about property. Right. So, Allotments. so, so yeah. So I, I, um, I've learned a lot about the value of saving, investing and getting ready for property. Um, we've learned a lot about, can I just say something about that? Yeah. About property. I think you could be the greatest leader in the world, but if you don't own it, it's just, you know, no matter how disciplined you are to take care of something, it's not yours. It's not yours. You're this a renter. Is, there's a different, it's a big time difference. That's a that's just the bottom line. Yeah. We learned that the hard way. I think another one is that you know systems. You know that James uh, Clear quote from Atomic Habits. Mm. You don't rise to the level of your of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And I think that we've 
we've learned that that anytime I've been frustrated with our organization, I just have to look at our system yeah. and go, well, our systems are perfectly designed to deliver the results that we're currently getting. So I can't be mad at anybody. I have to be mad at the systems that we right. have, have implemented. Um, I think we've another thing we've learned is we have really learned a lot about staff hires and um, hiring the right people. And sometimes you have to hire, you have to take a risk. It's risk reward. Yeah. You have to take a risk. Like, for example, one of the things we learned when we launched our, our, our second location, which is our first time multiplying out, yep. we launched, we had a massive launch day, wild success in the valley. This thing, you know, was about ready to take off. We didn't have a full-time campus pastor. Right. We didn't have a full-time yeah. kids. We didn't have a full-time ZST director. We didn't have full-time worship. And we watched every Sunday from the time we launched, we watched it just decline. And even though I was traveling out there to preach, the attendance was because it didn't have the staff to hold it. Right. And by the time we realized how much that was damaging us, it was too late. Yep. The brand had already gotten hurt out there. So I think we've learned a lot about staffing and taking Jeez. risks. And um, but, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're 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 watching the compensation line very tightly. Yeah. You know, you're going yes. like we're not we're not we're not messing around with this. Yeah, every dollar matters, especially at that stage. especially with venues in Los Angeles and being a renter. Just a massive cost operations, obviously. So we've learned, I mean, man, how do you boil it down to five things? We just learned yeah. so much. Learn, you know, what has a return too. You know, if I'm going to invest myself into the college, what's the return? If I'm going to invest into making music, what's the return on that investment? If I'm going to invest myself into an online location, what's the return? So we've learned a lot about in th- through failure yeah. where we should be putting our time and attention. Absolutely. You know, I think a lot of these... We, we popped up in a lot of places to rent, you mm-hmm. know, around Los Angeles. And I think that we've done a really good job to take those places and get the most out of those locations. Yes. People walking by, seeing what, you know, what's happening. At the same time, like, oh, man, getting a property is going to be so special. Yeah, it'll be it'll be absolutely a game changer. Yeah. Y- yeah, because you just, you, and also you don't want to live set up and tear down life. Right. That's the, for us, you know, the reality in our eco is, you know, how, how so much of that virtue and energy, you know, it, it, so much goes into setting that thing up and so much into tearing it down. It's just a difficult process. So we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say for people who aren't, you know, maybe church isn't that, you know, that doesn't work for whatever they're going through, but just like in life to set up and tear down emotionally, yeah. you know, to have a hobby or something take up so much space in your life. You got to really level that out and go, right. like, how long can I maintain putting my passions in two spots Man. or in two different things? Man. Okay. Uh, we, I think we're running out of, uh, out of time, but can I give you one more? Yeah, I love it. Someone asked on here, they said, can you give me your day layout? Mm. And I'm not going to say your day. It's, you know, it's different, but yeah. you implement something like what are they called? Emphasis days. Yeah. That I think are so good. Yeah. If you, if you just want to kind of open up about that. Yeah. I think every day is different and every day is the same, you know, like. <laughs> well said. Uh, yeah. You, you know, I, I know what I'm doing on every Monday. I don't, but I do. You know, yeah. I do the same thing every Monday. I do the same thing every Tuesday. Same thing every Wednesday. Same thing every Thursday, pretty much. Friday, 100%. It's the same thing. Saturday. I mean, you, you know, I always think about, you know, um, predictability brings a lot of comfort. Yeah. And, you know, I even think when I get up on stage, some of my intro and some of my 
first three to five minutes that just, you know, people know what they're going to get right. from the same person. Yes. And I think predictability also sends a signal of consistency. That's it. So, yeah, on, you know, Mondays for us is meetings. I'm in a lot of meetings. And I don't wake up super early on Monday because I've gone, you know, uh, 18 hours, 16 to 18 hours on Sunday. And so I'm going to sleep in the latest on a Monday probably and have a slower morning. But Monday in the office is meetings. And Monday in our home is a sacred night. We don't socialize. We don't do anything with anybody. We go home. We eat dinner. Last night we ate dinner as a family and we... um, you know, do the baths and the books and the bedtime. And then by about nine o'clock, I'm done. 8.30, done. So, you know, Tuesday morning is an early morning. And so I just think you got to find what your rhythm is for you to be at your best. And you need to know the times in your week schedule. When do I need to be the best? Yeah. So for me, my whole week leads up to this moment on Sunday. Mm. So what do I need to do for rest diet, exercise, relationships to get me at my optimum level when it's time for that demand. Sunday, yep. Yeah, so what is it for you? Is it maybe Tuesday night or Wednesday or multiple times a week? You know, I just think it's about knowing when to get your rest, knowing when to get your your energy out, and, and knowing when you... Because I think everyone is administrative, so you need time right. on your computer. Yep. You need time to meet. You need time, uh, you know, to invest date nights, all that kind of stuff. You just got to figure out your weekly schedule. What, And I think, you know, time is like money. It's like water. If you don't yep. tell it where to go, it, it's going to go wherever it yep. wants. Yep. So, you know, it's like, does my schedule run me or do I run my schedule? Mm. My, I assign, and I, that's why I love that Psalm. Teach us to number our days yes. that we may gain a, gain a heart of wisdom. So I will have a wise life and a wise heart if I really make my days count and going, I'm going to be better. I'm going to read books here. I'm going to work love out that. here. I'm going to, you know, and just yep. assigning my time. Yep. I love it. Okay. Last thing. I want an update on your bracket. I It's March madness right now. In our office, who you're number one. And I'm number Julia's, one. You're one, Julia's two and I'm three. Yes. Yeah. And of the top 16 teams we're recording this before sweet 16 weekend. Who, who, how many of the, of the 16 do you have? 10? Um, I would have, I called some big upsets. Yeah. I called some big upsets. I would have you, to pull it up. To did look. you have Iowa state upsetting? There's no way. Yes. Stop. You predicted, so, hold, on, hold on. You predicted Iowa state. I have two brackets. Here we go. Iowa state. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. But you didn't predict St. No, Peter's. Come on, this is all to, luck. To, no. to beat Kentucky. There's no way. Did you see that's the, it's monetarily the greatest upset of all time. I believe the it. amount of money that goes into St. Peter's. Versus I believe it. I believe it. It's crazy. Yeah, my bracket is like everybody. When Kentucky went down, that's a big L. When uh, Mm -hmm. who else went down? This Wisconsin. That was Baylor went down. Yeah, Baylor going down is a big one. You know, but of course, I think I have ten of the sixteen teams left, and I still have a shot at Gonzaga, UCLA, and Arizona, and Kansas being the final four. So I'm still good for the final four, where the real money is made. What I have fifteen. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh no, ten. Yeah, okay. I'm in ten, ten. You're at ten yeah. and sixteen as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we're right so, there. Yeah, right there. But and and your final four is still intact. Yes. That's what matters. Yep. Yep. You know. And who do you have in the championship? I have Gonzaga. 
I have Gonzaga win, winning the whole thing. Against who? Arizona? Yes. Yeah, same. I have Gonzaga, Arizona. I have a t- total points Which I feel of good about if we 114 have points. I said 119 points is my okay, time. So we'll see. We'll see. We will be back to let you know who wins it all. And I'll tell you who's not winning it. It's the Wanster. We love you. Leadership leaning. We'll see you next time.